Impact Hustlers, the podcast on entrepreneurs and changemakers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Fast Forward 2030 and Real Changers. Visit fastforward.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and realchangers.com to find talent and careers with impact. And this is your host, Maiko Shafrat. In today's episode, I talk to Mede Lücke, CEO of Too Good To Go, an app that helps restaurants share food that would otherwise go to waste. Each year, more than 10 million tons of food are thrown away in the UK alone, and it's estimated that this waste is worth about 17 billion pounds a year. Too Good To Go launched in 2016 in the UK and has since signed up 9.1 million users across 10 countries. Um, and is working with 2,000 partner stores in the UK alone. It's great to have you on the show, Meta. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, your personal background actually originally has been management consulting and management. So you actually uh, used to work in, uh, in the management of Under Armour, um, so in the fitness space. What led you to leave that career behind and join To Good To Go as a CEO? What is it that attracted you to, go to, the, to the company? So, so I, I've been an entrepreneur for, for many years. I founded a company back in uh, 2007 with the mission of making fitness fun. Uh, I had a few years with Under Armour after, after selling the company to Under Armour. Um, but I really, I love, uh, I love the startup uh, phase and the, the scale-up phase of a company. Uh, and for Too Good To Go specifically, I obviously uh, really fell in love with the concept. Uh, I heard about Too Good To Go a little bit by coincidence. So um, I, was, uh, I was on a bus around Copenhagen to go to an event. And then uh, I got to sit next to a woman who, uh, and we started chatting. And she told me about the app and she showed me how it worked on her phone. Uh, and this was the first time I heard about it. And I thought it was so genius. So uh, so I asked uh, the founders if there was anything I could do to help, uh, you know, with an entrepreneurial background. And, uh, and, and uh, I, you know, was one of the first investors after that and, and just started, uh, you know, answering any questions they had. And then a few months later, they asked if I could get involved uh, full time as CEO. Cool. And, and since then, you've, you've grown a lot. Tell us a bit more about that. When you first joined, where was Too Good To Go then and where you're at now in terms of your scale? Yeah, so uh, so when I first got involved in Too Good To Go, we we had a setup where we have we had uh, different markets, but they were kind of doing their own thing. Uh, so the, so like the, the global uh, office was only uh, around 15 people and, and they would support with the technology and the finance and some other things. Uh, and one of the first things we did was basically, you know, to realize that in order to do this really well, we had to be one team. So we integrated everything. Uh, so everyone worked towards the same goals. Um, then we had to build the team quite significantly because there just weren't enough of us. And, you know, it, it took off fairly quickly. So we've, we've grown to now uh, 270 uh, employees. 
uh, or waste warriors, as we like to call ourselves, uh, across the company. Um, and in terms of the processes and the tools, and I think we've changed pretty much everything. Uh, but that you know that is what it takes to uh, to grow uh, fast and grow at this speed. Amazing. Um, I think food waste obviously is this massive problem. Um, but I think if you talk to a lot of people that are not necessarily in the space and know about companies like yours, it seems on people's minds it's often still regarded as a problem to be solved by either government regulation or by charities to redistribute food, like food banks, for example. Mm. Um, and what I'm excited about is to talk with you about is actually you can actually create a good business case around this problem so um you guys have done this other companies uh ha have done this as well and i think uh, how do you think about that how how um how can companies actually companies like yours solve this problem and mm. make this profitable as well yeah so so the way we think about food waste is it's such a complex issue when a third of all food in the world is wasted there are thousands of reasons for it it's super complicated and we think you know we will also need a lot of different solutions to solve that because of the complexity um so to go to go is one solution and uh, i think the strength of the concept is that it's a win-win-win concept uh so both the stores that uh, that partner with us they win since um you know, they're able to save the food, they get new customers in the door, and, you know, we, we turn it into a business case for them that makes sense. And then the consumers, on the other hand, they win because they're able to save the food. Um, they get to discover new and interesting food, and they get to have this feeling that they're actually saving it and do, making a difference. And, of course, there's also a good deal to be made there. So it's a win-win, and the strength really is in... Um, in solving food waste on market terms, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, char the charities are doing fantastic jobs. Uh, but I think it's also strong to have some solutions where you can say, you know, we're not going to be dependent on the next round of funding or the next donation to come in because we can actually solve this on market terms as well. Amazing. Um, your approach is actually to get uh, restaurants and cafes and places that sell food professionally basically to share their residual food and sell it for a, at a discounted price i guess um previously on this show i actually had um tessa the founder of a company called olio um which is focusing a lot on getting people to share the food that they have in their fridge um with other people um what led you to focus on restaurants was that a focus very early on already um or how did you identify that you know getting restaurants or these local places to share their food is like the problem to be solved here so so the the, the way the idea came about initially was was simply to help the buffet restaurants specifically because because this type of restaurants have a lot of waste almost by definition it's very hard for them to know in advance exactly how much food to produce so so that really was how it all started was with these buffet restaurants and then as we grow bigger and uh, we you know embarked on this journey we realized that you know it's actually a good solution for for a lot of other food and food retailers and restaurants as well. So since then, we've uh, we've had a lot of uh, success in bakeries and supermarkets are now starting to be a really big segment for us. So so that was how it came about. 
uh, it was from the beginning more focused on the retailers uh, than the consumers. That's that's not to say that you know that that it isn't important to work with the consumers as well. More than half of all food waste happens in the households after we purchase the food. We actually throw out a good chunk of it at home, which you know makes very little sense as well. So we we try and solve that by you know helping build and spark this movement uh, against food waste that, you know, has already in some countries been going on for years and in other countries, it's more new. Mm-hmm. Um, on this journey, what's been the biggest barrier to solving this problem even faster than you've done? Is it regulation? Is it like like legal frameworks that maybe restaurants can't even share this food or is it like working out the business model behind it what was like the biggest challenge for you on that journey i think the biggest bottleneck for us is actually the hiring Mm. and the and the culture making sure that we get you know uh, enough and the right people in at the right time and then that we you know stay true to our culture and make sure that we still have the same dna and the values that we've identified a couple years ago now as, as really important for us. And uh, that, that is just a natural challenge when, uh, when you hire at speed. Mm. And I assume you have quite a diverse team with, with people from all over the world working for you. Yes, we have. So we, are, we have people on the ground in, uh, in 11 countries now. So, uh, mm-hmm. so we have at least those uh, 11 nationalities and then a couple on top uh, on the global teams. So so it is a very diverse team. It's, uh, you know, 50-50 men and women. Uh, a lot of young people, also more experienced hires, especially as we grow now. We, we find that in, in, in more leadership positions, it's good now to get some, uh, some experience in. So uh, it, is a nice, uh, it is a nice diverse team and it's, uh, and it's growing uh, every day. Nice. Uh, so for everybody that's listening to this podcast and is interested in working for you, um, you're, you're based in Copenhagen, is it right? Yes. The, so the headquarters in Copenhagen, the but we have offices mm-hmm. in, in all 11 countries. Uh, one of them hasn't launched yet, but, uh, but we have offices in 11 countries. So, uh, so we have a job section on our, on our global website where we have uh, openings coming up almost every day. Perfect. And that's, I think, too good to go.com. <laughs> So anybody exactly. can check that out as well. Perfect. Yes. Um, how quickly were you actually able to validate the concept that you have now in terms of both being able to generate revenues for your customers, for the restaurants that put the food up, um, as well as having this massive environmental and social impact on people? Was that something that you figured out quite or quite quickly or the company figured out quite early in the journey or has that something that really has it been something that developed over time so i think it's been fairly unusual for a startup the the speed at which we found our product market fit you know usually in a in a startup in the early days you will spend a, you know at least a year tweaking a little bit and trying out another model and maybe if we do this slightly differently that will work better and, uh, and I think we were just really fortunate that, uh, that the way it was thought of initially and the way we launched it uh, really is more or less the way exactly it works now. We've just optimized everything around it. And of course, we're, we've improved and we're, you know, we're telling a much stronger story now because we understand the story better. So, uh, so we've basically just been optimizing a lot of things around it. But the, the core concept really uh, has worked from the beginning. What... 
what we couldn't know initially was if we could ever make um, make the business model work. Uh, and I think what we've found is that uh, that it it will work work eventually, but it takes a lot of scale. Uh, we need mm-hmm. to we need to become very big, quite big, <laughs> before uh, before we hit break even. But uh, but that's okay, and uh, and we're working towards that. Mm. Do you think it's a winner take all market where there's not that much room for many many players in the space, but for like a big platform to kind of take this market with with, with the scale that it needs? Mm. So I think there's going to be room in each market for a lot of different food waste solutions. Uh, specifically for B2C marketplace, uh, it, there likely will be room for only one longer term, I believe, uh, in each country. But then globally, uh, many can exist side by side. But, but in each country, I think there will be one that's at least significantly bigger than the others. Mm-hmm. So talk us a bit through the impact you've already generated. We talked about your user numbers, but what does that actually mean? What kind of impact do these users generate can you talk us a bit through that yes yeah so so we when we when we think about impact we we divide it into two different things so uh because you know obviously overall it's all about reducing food waste and our our whole mission is to uh, to inspire and empower everyone to take action against food waste uh, so when we look at our impact and what how we do that uh, one aspect of it is the direct impact. And that's simply how much food is saved on our platform. Uh, and we measure the success there in meals saved. How many meals did we manage to save between our, our partners and our consumers? Uh, and there we are 12 and a half million meals now um, saved uh, since we started out around three years ago. Uh, so that's that's the direct impact, and I think what's what what makes me happier than that number is that the curve is starting to look uh, quite nice, and uh, you know it really is a hockey stick where uh, we grow faster and faster, which means that every day we save we save a little bit more than we did the day before, and uh, and that's a really nice uh, curve, and that's of course very important for our impact that we can get to that scale. Uh, so that was the direct impact, then the indirect impact. Uh, is a lot harder to uh, to measure, but here the goal really is to inspire people to think differently about food. Uh, we think if we can bring that fundamental respect for the food back, then a lot of these things will solve themselves. It's just very hard to do that. Uh, so the way we approach this uh, this idea of tapping into a movement is that we have a we have four pillars in it. So we have a, a business pillar. Uh, a household or consumer pillar, then we have an educational pillar and one for politics. Uh, so within each of these four pillars, we, uh, we, we uh, initiate different uh, activities that can help change mindsets. So if we take education, for example, um, so here the idea is to, uh, to really get to kids and young people fairly early and and have them grow up with that fundamental understanding that food is a precious resource. So here we've done uh, we've done uh, a lot of partnerships. Uh, we work with the Danish Ministry of Education. Uh, we worked with uh, the biggest publisher for online learning material in Denmark, 
And we're now looking at how we can scale that type of projects to other countries. Uh, and the goal is to work with more than 500 schools by uh, end of next year. And we simply mm -hmm. offer them free educational material all the way from fourth grade and up to university. So do you think the educational bit is actually maybe the even bigger challenge to be solved? Um, if I look even at my own behavior and many of my friends, we would probably by now pretty much quickly, if we think, oh, we're hungry, we would either go to some app to to deliver food to our homes, which obviously is not food that's... that's uh, about to go to waste but it's just produced for us or we would go to a place close by is is there like a bit a big education element where people still need to be like shown actually look there's all this great food and you can actually get it for a good yes. price and um is, is that like big challenge for you yeah yeah so um of so uh, so with the consumers and in terms of you know one thing is to inspire them to think differently about food waste Another thing is to uh, to get them to try out and save the first meal on the platform. Uh, so there it's about the awareness of not just food waste, but our our app and and what you can do with that. Uh, and of course, that you know there our challenge is not that different from any other app <laughs> competing for the attention. Uh, and I've been in the app business for for more than twelve years now. So uh, so that you know that's just a game that we uh, that we play. Um, But it's, uh, we really think that if we can manage to inspire people, then they will also change their habits at home. So it's great if they save some meals with us, but we also, we really hope that we can get them to think about how they can reduce their own food waste at home. So whether it's planning a little bit better or, you know, having a weekly evening where you, you eat all your leftovers and you're creative with that yeah. or understanding the date labeling, You know, whatever it is, we we try and educate our consumers, but we want to do it in a good way, so uh, so they actually feel inspired and empowered. Um, mm -hmm. And we, you know, it, it needs to be in a positive and uh, an empowering way. Mm -hmm. I, I think I, I saw on your website you linked to an article that the BBC uh, or like a piece that the BBC did uh, on you, um, and I think the headline was the firms making meals from the bin. Um, and I found it quite interesting, right? Um, because maybe that's a misconception. Yes, you're not actually yeah, fishing food yeah. out, food out yeah. of the bin, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you sell it before it goes there, right? Uh, is <laughs> yes. that something you come and, across quite a lot? Like people think you're just selling them something from the bin. I mean, the whole term "food waste" is kind of uh, deceptive uh, because you know the whole point is that it, you know it shouldn't be waste to begin with. So. We prefer to call it surplus food, but it's just communications-wise, people don't really know what that means. So, uh, but for us, it really is a resource, and it's not waste. So, uh, so for us, it really is about saving that food. Mm -hmm. um, do you see uh, other problems in the space of food waste or surplus food that you're not currently solving, but that? might be exciting to be solved or also especially for people that are listening to this and are looking to start their own companies like what kind of problems do you see out there that are still kind of widely unsolved in this space mm -hmm. so so because you know the whole complexity about food waste is that there are so many unsolved problems across the entire value chain 
So whether it's in the first levels with the producers and the wholesalers or uh, or the retailers or even in households, there's still a huge opportunity if you're an entrepreneur and you want to try and, and tackle this. I mean, the, the, the value of food being thrown away or lost every year is 1.6 trillion US dollars. Uh, so I think, you know, that can keep quite a few startups going for a while. Uh, so that, and there are, of course, some things that are, you know, more low hanging than other things. Um, so I think it's just a matter of, you know, diving into it, understanding the value chain and then trying to identify what are the things that, you know, that could be interesting to solve. Mm -hmm. Um, and with that, uh, I'd love to go to the last question and ask you about the next mm -hmm. 10 years. Uh, you've had an amazing <laughs> journey already with To Go To Go, but if you think about the next 10 years, what's the type of world you're trying to create with To Go To Go? And how does the world look like in 10 years if you yeah, succeed? Yeah, yeah. So we dream of a world with no waste, uh, no food waste and no other waste at all. And, you know, obviously we, we will never get there and, uh, and not in 10 years either. Uh, but I hope that in 10 years, there will be this more fundamental respect for the food, uh, you know, that, that we used to have, you know, many years ago when, when we didn't have such an abundance of food, we would naturally preserve it and not throw out as much. So I just, I hope that across the value chain, uh, all actors are just much more aware of this. And I think in even in a few years, it will be socially unacceptable to waste food. So if, you, if you're hosting an event or if you run a production or if you have a restaurant, it's, it should be a moral obligation to just think about how can we minimize this as much as possible. Amazing. Um, this is a great mission to have. It's amazing to see how much you've already accomplished. And thanks very much for joining me today. Great Thank you. To. Thanks very much. This was Impact Hustlers. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Fast Forward 2030 and Real Changers. Visit fastforward.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and realchangers.com to find talent and careers with impact. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share the episode, leave us a review and consider becoming a supporter on buymeacoffee.com slash impacthustlers. This means a lot to me. Thank you very much for tuning in and see you next time. Bye.